Welcome to Multiverse OQ, your guide to the comic book Multiverse, now in podcast form. I'm Luke, and joining me is Wesley from the Viewing Party Podcast. Hi, how's it going? It is going <laughs> well. Uh, we are literally sitting out in the parking lot outside of AMC because we just got done with a pre-screening of Wonder Woman. Yeah, very long screening of Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, I think it's like the normal length, and we didn't even have a half hour previews to go through beforehand. That's true. And uh, so we're going to try and avoid too many spoilers, but uh, basically, would you give it thumbs up, thumbs down? Definitely a thumbs up. I liked it very much. As would I. Uh, <laughs> if you, it reminded me of the first Captain America movie a lot, mm -hmm. except that I liked this a lot more easily. <laughs> yeah, I, it was tough for me to get into Captain America at first. I feel like Captain America treated war maybe a bit too flippantly. Maybe. Like, they did montages in that movie, and it was like, oh, he's a USO hero, and... It was a little more romantically portrayed. Though it was also war. World War II and that, as opposed to World War One, And, like, here, it's not necessarily, weirdly, as black and white as... Uh, Captain America, well, as World War II yeah. is normally dealt with in movies, which I can't think of a lot of World War One movies, personally. Me neither. I don't watch a lot of war movies, though, so that could be why. Neither <laughs> do I. Yeah, I'm trying to think, and nothing is coming up. But it, I feel like it generally struck a good chord with war is bad and horrific, and it's not mm -hmm. something that you should look forward to, which... Would probably piss off a lot of the guys who were angry about Wonder Woman being a movie in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, let's go over the basic plotline. Wonder Woman is an Amazon from Demistera. She's mm -hmm. the princess and the only child on the island. Yeah, which that was is, interesting. Yeah, like that's how they generally have made it, but it's very much a modern retelling of that uh, whole origin story without needing to get into some of the uh, bad stuff that's yeah. popped up recently. There's no selling of male children for babies or, or for guns. That's always good to yes. avoid that. Well, they, they tried to do a dark and gritty thing and it didn't really work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't as dark and gritty as it could have been. No, like, it felt a lot more lighthearted and fun, mm -hmm. and it had jokes, unlike a lot of the other DC cinematic universe movies. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I, this is easily the best of them. Like, there's a reason why it is getting good reviews online. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I haven't even seen the, some of the most recent DC movies, because they just look so sad. You're fine. You're fine <laughs> skipping Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman and Man yeah. of Steel. This is the first one that I'd say actually stands on its own, not only as a movie, but like as being a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. So. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Wonder Woman runs into uh, Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine. More mm -hmm. like Chris Fine. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you. No, and I mean, you definitely get some uh, female gaze. Yeah, you yeah. do. Definitely do. You can tell that it was a little more for a female audience than men in general. 
Maybe a tiny bit. Oh, well, what makes you say that? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's recognizing, like, the female action movie fan mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, let's just have a ton of explosions and the, like, some of the other superhero movies where you get lots of close-up gore, and that wasn't really a thing. No, it really didn't revel in violence. It was yeah. something that was viewed as awful and deserving of compassion, which, is that more of what you were going for? Yes. Okay, yeah, yes. I can see that. Because, I mean, while Wonder Woman is an unstoppable force for the entire movie, you see other people who have been injured in war and yeah. who... They don't sugarcoat war oh, at yeah. all. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it's literally one of the plot lines is, let's make super evil mustard gas that can yeah. super murder people. And so uh, Wonder Woman travels back with Steve Trevor, and she's hunting down Ares, who really is the only god who survived, which I thought was a yeah. weird thing that normally doesn't happen. Like, in a lot of the comics, the gods can make up her supporting cast, or some of them might be mm. good, some of them might be evil. And uh, here, no, it's Ares is the only guy who survived, and so she's trying to hunt him down with her big old god-killing sword. And, mm. uh, she goes on an adventure and learns about war and makes friends with Steve Trevor's war buddies. Yeah. And, uh... And his secretary, who I really liked as a uh, side character. Edda Candy. <laughs> yeah, she was great. Yeah, I kind of wish there was more of her. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was nice that they didn't try and do what they did with, uh... Well, no, it wasn't that suicide... I forget who played uh, Amanda Waller in the Suicide Squad movie. No, no, because the movie got it right. It was the uh, TV show that did her really bad. Uh, anyways, yeah. Like, Etta Candy's normally, and traditionally, has been her, like, more robust-shaped friend. Gotcha. And uh, some of the comics have been into it more as a joke. Some of them have completely ignored it. But, yeah. no, here, she was a respectable character. She yeah. was good at her job, and she was friendly. Yes. Uh, she got stuck carrying a sword around London, so it's always tricky. Yeah, I... <laughs> As a person who's had to travel with a sword back from <laughs> Europe, it is a awkward proposition, but I think at this time they're pretty used to it just from <laughs> tourists and stuff. Probably. Yeah. But, uh, yep. Uh, the action, when it didn't feel Snydery, was very good. Yeah, you could definitely see the Snyder fingerprint in the slow-mo scenes. Yeah. Successive slow-mo scenes. Like, there's the scenes where it's, oh, war is horrible, and look at these atrocities being done by man against man. And then the next scene, it's, oh, look, she's doing a kickflip, and she's diving, and you got Amazons riding off the sides of horses, and... That was pretty cool looking, uh -huh. though. The fight at the beginning. Yep. With all the women warriors was pretty cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. My biggest gripes are that... I feel like a lot of the Amazon stuff at the beginning could have been abbreviated or you could have found another way to tell it because it is very much an origin story, mm -hmm. but it has a story beyond that. Like, you get an idea with the framing device that they use where it's Wonder Woman looking from the future back that they could easily make more of these movies. 
Absolutely. They're not going to shoot themselves in the foot and not let that happen. Well, they, they could, <laughs> but maybe we can give them benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of diversity in the movie, which was also really good. Yeah, that was really impressive. Between, like, the Themyscarans, the uh, mm -hmm. British soldiers. Oh, okay, that is a mouse that's over there. <laughs> well, I saw something and I was like, is that a leaf that's coming through here? No. Or... It's a leaf. Yeah, nope, it's a mouse looking for food. Yeah. And adventure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, there's a lot of diversity. Like, pretty much all the co-stars in the movie. You had an indigenous guy, you had... Well, Scottish isn't really mm -hmm. a ethnicity... An ethnicity that is normally lauded. Uh, and then they had the uh, Arabic guy. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was really great to see that. Especially in a very period piece movie where I feel like they generally whitewash it a lot more. True. I was also impressed to see the woman being the high-up chemist. Yeah. And I don't know if she was just wearing, if she was wearing a headscarf or if that was just part of her, like, safety protocol, but you could tell that that was intentional to have her be in that role. Yeah, Dr. I don't know Poison. the background of Dr. Poison, so. I think she was one of those, like, early on uh, Wonder Woman characters, because Wonder Woman was made before... Uh, World War II really started in the United States and uh, William Moulton Marston who is an interesting character. He invented the uh, lie detector. Oh, interesting. And uh, he was in a polygamous relationship with his wife and uh, his wife's partner and uh, they generally get left out but he was pretty much tasked with, hey, uh, the government's thinking that these comic books are too bad. Let's get a famous psychologist to come and look at this and come up with something. And, uh, yeah, so he came along and was like, you know what, let's, uh, uh, I think it was one of his, uh, it was his wife who suggested, yeah, make a character who's not going to try and fight and be violent. And mm -hmm. It was weird and super queer-coded, and there were giant kangaroos on Themyscira, and uh, just comics weirdness. And then when he died, she went through a lot of transitionary phases where it's like, oh, well, she can join the uh, Justice League uh, precedent, but she's going to be the secretary. Oh. And uh, that sort of uh, bullshit. But, like, she was active during World War II fighting mm -hmm. racist stereotypes of Japanese people and uh, Nazis. So, like, I think that's where Dr. Poison came from. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But it was easy enough to uh, bring back for a World War I movie. Mm -hmm. And maybe even made more sense, because World War I definitely felt like a lot more of the, oh, mustard gas is going to mess us up, because there weren't yeah. really wartime conventions at the time. True. Um, yeah, I'd say if you want to see it or if you weren't really interested in seeing it go give it a chance it's two and a half hours worth of movie yeah and uh at least when we saw it there was nothing after the credits so yeah see that, that changes but yeah but that could have been a thing where they didn't want the uh post credits leaking 
before the movie even comes out. That's fair. So, um, yes. So, Wesley, where can people find you? People can find me. I'm on Twitter and elsewhere at Hello Wesley, and that's spelled W E S L E I G H. And then you can find Viewing Party, which is at Viewing Party Pod, on just, uh, Twitter and Instagram. So. And then I was a. Uh... I was on an episode of that uh, about Watchmen, which was yes. an experience. <laughs> We're sorry for putting you through that. <laughs> I don't think Katie's recovered. I saw that <laughs> willingly at the theaters like three times during college. I uh, I deserve to watch it again, <laughs> being a more mature person to suffer <laughs> for what I have led Zack Snyder to do. But, uh, yeah, it was much brighter than I hoped, and uh, glad we were able to catch Our the movie. mouse friend was just climbing up the wall like Diana over there. Aw. Fantastic tiny mouse friend. <laughs> Things you find outside of movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And I am on the Twitter at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. I also have a website that I need to get to around to updating at lukehairl-e-k-e-h-e-r-r.com and you can find more about the podcast at multiversalq.com uh also going up today we have a wonder woman centric episode of the normal podcast and then this weekend we are starting our coverage of dc 1 million so please join us for that uh wesley thank you again for coming on the podcast absolutely thanks for inviting me and for actually having a woman talk about wonder woman with you well i i like to have (laughs) non-male guests on the show <laughs> so it's not always just two white dudes talking about That's unimportant stuff yes ah <laughs> uh, but yes until next time this one's for hank that's our weird sign off <laughs>